Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy, and you are now tuned in with D.
What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with your one and only rock star, Mike Davis, Dwayne, in the place to be my fierce wings radio. What's really good with y'all? Happy Wednesday. Happy, uh, I was going to say January. Woo! Feels like a brand new month. It's like a month, month, month. But it is happy September. Yes, we here are getting through it. And we are shining through. Um, wow. You know, it's, it's crazy out in the world. We are still here. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I'm grateful to be here, and I'm glad that you guys are all listening to the sound of my voice. Uh, and hope all is well with you and yours, that y'all are still wearing masks, y'all are still hand sanitizing, soaked up, and um, being clean, and staying 6 to 10, and maybe even 10 to 20, if you ask me, um, and just doing all the right necessary things to make sure that you're safe. Listen, tonight we have an amazing show. I just want to get into these interviews right, right, right away. We got Brandy Evans. Um, Jonathan Adams and Oflo. If you guys do not know who they are, you're going to find out instantly and immediately right now tonight. We're going to get through the interviews very quick. We might run them back and all that other good stuff. It has been a busy, 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 busy week. So I've been excited to just get these interviews to you guys here. So without further ado, I know kind of like starting early on Brandy's interviews like that, but let's go ahead and run this Brandy Evans interview. Brand new interview. Check her out in a brand new show on Stars. P-Valley Sunday. Sunday night on Stars. As she plays Mercedes. So, make sure you guys tune in. Enjoy this interview. And yeah, we want to get it in. What's up, y'all? It's Brandy Evans. And y'all are checking out my boy, David Duane. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back on Sue on air with the one and only rock star and the Mike Davis Dwayne in the place to be. And right now, we've got my girl, Brandy Evans, on now. If you don't know, first of all, Brandy is an amazing dancer, choreographer. You guys know her from the amazing work that she's done. But now, she's got this brand new series coming out on Star next month. What's going on? What's up? Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Listen, I, you know I had to have you because I've been supporting you for a minute from you guys just being a dancer to then breaking out as a choreographer and creative director. So it, it's been some years. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For everybody that is not too familiar with like the work that you've done, who you've worked with, how you got into business, let's kind of catch them up. Like just let's, let's bring them down. Ooh, okay. So I am, first of all, I'm a former high school English teacher from Memphis, Tennessee. And I wrote my resignation letter on a tour bus with Lil Wayne, because that's a whole story, too, now. And um, I started touring. I've worked with Katy Perry, um, choreographed for Monica, Lettucey. Um, I mean, toured the world with Snoop. I mean, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. So I transitioned over into acting. Um, and I had a company called Hip Hop and Heels. So I was teaching women how to get their sexy on with Hip Hop and Heels. So um, danced for the NBA with the Memphis Grizzlies, choreographed for the NBA Memphis Grizzlies, and as well as the um, LA Sparks. So it's just been a fun journey doing dance. And now we're over here with acting, and I'm starring in the new hit show on Star P Valley. And I'm playing Mercedes. Yes, P Valley, Mercedes. And I got to say, your transition has been amazing. So what age did you start dancing? Because I'm originally a dancer as well, modern jazz, ballet, hip hop, mm-hmm. year of tap. So, you know, just being a dancer, you know, just, you always just love it. Once you start, you never want to stop doing it. So what what was the love that inspired you to get into dance? 
You know what's funny? I my mama told me I would never do anything with dance. So I went to yes, she tried it. Okay, I went to a performing arts school in middle school and high school. I went to Colonial Junior High, and it, we were in the Capital Program, the Creative and Performing Arts Program. And I remember before I went to Colonial, I was like, Mama, you know, I really want to dance, and she's like, You ain't gonna do nothing with that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she wrote my letter to get me in the school because you have to write a letter or or send whatever your audition is. So she wrote my audition to be in creative writing. So I just continued with that because that's what mama said I was going to do. But I ended up being um, a cheerleader first and then getting on the dance team in the ninth grade. So I'm STT, self-talk technique, because I never took the ballet classes, tap, I don't know the first step of tap, okay? Do you hear me? So I was watching like the dance competitions on ESPN with the Universal Dance Association. Yes, watching all that. And I would just watch it over and over and then try it in my living room until either my mama was like, turn that, I'm coming out with the belt if you don't turn that TV off. So I'm trying to like learn how to do all this stuff, but I never knew the terminology until I got on the team. So I ended up on the University of Memphis, the only black girl with a full scholarship, might I add. Thank you to my little brother, Aaron, who taught me how to do tricks and kip ups because he's in karate. So um, it was a struggle um, with just trying to to prove myself as a dancer because I did not have the training that other ladies had. So at auditions, when they're talking, I'll never forget an audition for Frank Gatson. And um, I ended up booking a job, and I'll never forget, he says, um, how, how real can I be on this? Oh, girl, we can How be, real can we I be grown. then? We grown, grown. <laughs> I keep it all the way real? Oh, yeah. Okay, we grown. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'll never forget Frank looking at me, and he was like, this bitch ain't got an ounce of technique in her damn body, but she can perform. Do you hear me? So I was like, oh, damn. He called me out, but he's right, though. Like, I I didn't have that technique, but, honey, if you needed me to perform, I was going to sell it for you because I was dancing in my life all the time. And um, so, yeah, that was that was my story. And it's funny you see me in the trailers saying you always got to go full out. I was always saying that growing up to my dance teams or – just saying it to a coach one time when he was just like, you don't have to market one time. I was like, I always go full out. I'll never forget that in ninth grade. I was like, I always go full out. And it wasn't that I always go full out because I was cocky. I had to go full out because I wasn't as good as the other girls that had been trained. So I'm going to go harder and harder and harder every time. I'm not going to get tired. That's what booked me Katy Perry with Laurie Ann Gibson. When everyone else was getting tired and she was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. And I was like, because I ain't tired. Let's go. And that's amazing mm-hmm. that you said that because a lot of people that get into the business, they do not understand the importance of we got to do it again. We got to do it again. Yes. We have dancers. Like we are constantly doing that, that dance step is not right. That's not right. That's not right. We got yep. We are really giving our whole energy because if we don't give that full energy to the choreography that we're being taught, I got to put my headphones in. Exactly. Second. Yep. If we don't do that, mm-hmm. Then we're, we're not we're not delivering the proper art to it. Oh, I can see hear you so much better now. Yeah. Oh, okay. The art has to be delivered in a such the way it is being told within music and movement. People that aren't dancers, they don't understand that. Those who aren't trained in performance aren't keen to that. Friend Vera, for instance, um, she was she was the technical girl. She actually has a studio in Memphis called Dance House, and that's where if I ever teach a class or do anything, if you ever want to have your little girls learn dance, Black-owned studio, Dance House in Memphis, mm. Tennessee. 
And so I would look at Vera and um, if the choreographer was like, so we need a triple pirouette and um, you're gonna passe, you're gonna do, give me an axle. And I would look at Vera like, girl, I don't know what that means. You know, she would show me. And then I'd be like, bet, I got this. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't know the terminology because I wasn't right. trained in that. Because mama said I wasn't gonna never do number dance. What's in your medical bills now, mama, okay? Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and can we talk about your mother? Because I love the relationship that you y'all have, you know, through, you know, her right now with, with health and everything. Like she is standing so strong. And I just oh, love great. the fact that you were, you are there for her. Like it, it's, it's so beautiful to see. I love you know, it. My daddy told me once you only get one mom because my yeah. mom and I just like Mercedes, we had a toxic relationship growing up, y'all. Like, that's what people don't know. So it's like people back home are like, that know our story are like, wow. Like, the story of forgiveness, y'all gonna have to get that in the book. Yeah. Um, it's real, you know? And you only do, the older I get, I realize even more, you only get one mom. And I just want her to be happy. And I still feel like I have a little bit of that little girl in me that just wants my mom's approval, you know? I want yeah. her to be happy. I want her to love me you know um I think everybody wants that from their, their their mom and their dad and so that's where I'm at right now like I know when I got P Valley the it was the best and hardest thing that I'd ever had to do because it was like you finally got your dream but you got your mom to do to do you know to deal with and yeah. I prayed all these years like God you know give me an opportunity where I can be able to take care of my mother and live my dream and he goes bloop here you go but I was just like, well, how, how am I going to do this, God? And I, I remember telling everyone, I'm going to take my mom to Atlanta. And everybody was like, girl, what you mean? How, right. how are you going to be the lead of a show and take your mama? God, that's how. Mm -hmm. And I passed my mama do it. And I took her to Atlanta with me. And when I tell you, it was so hard. Um, the first five episodes of P-Valley, I slept on the floor. That's what people don't know. They oh, ruined wow. all of my furniture when we moved to Atlanta. Um, and it's like, it's crazy how my furniture was in the front and mama's medical equipment and furniture was in the back. It crushed all of my stuff, but saved hers because it crushed mine. So my mm. bed was gone, my dresser was gone. I had nothing. I had to buy everything from scratch. And then I had moved with a bootleg moving company, y'all. So I, I didn't even get my money back. I didn't feel like fighting for it at that point because now I'm, I'm in Atlanta trying to get ready to film P-Valley and yeah. try to teach nurses who kept quitting on me like, mm. yes, it was crazy. My best friend moved in with me and she started cooking and taking care of mom and training. Cause I'm like, I just got off work at 4am and they want me back at so-and-so am. So it was crazy. It yeah. was crazy. But I will, I will never regret it. And season two, I'm going to do it all. So. I know that's right. <laughs> I love it. And I love the fact that by all means necessary, you would do whatever it takes, you know, for your mom. And I absolutely. Whew. I love it. I Thank absolutely you. love it. And and she is so proud of you. So are you now living in Atlanta full time or are you still in LA? Where, where, I'm back where are we in now? LA. I, okay. I love LA, y'all. I yes. have wanted to, to live in LA since I was 16 years old when my coach Frankie Conklin brought me out here. And so, and then to see that billboard, I have to just chime in real quick about it. They put a can billboard we, can, up. Can we talk about it? Because it looks so amazing. Woohoo! I mean, that, girl from, Memphis, that girl from Memphis made it big. <laughs> I I just, it was just the feeling of knowing I've come out here since I was 16 years old and that's yeah. the exit that you get off on. I would cry every time I got to that exit to leave LA because I knew I had to go back to Memphis and I love Memphis, but I knew my dreams were bigger 
than what my city could provide for me at that time. And I pray oh, that this, you know, grows to, to that, that point. But I knew that my dreams were out here in California. And so it was, it's just beautiful to see it now. And I'm like, the moment that exit that I used to cry getting on because I had to go back is now this. So it's just beautiful. So yeah. really. And, it, and it's <laughs> so beautiful to see, like, you had a journey. So being that girl from Memphis and then coming to LA, did you ever think that this was going to get as big as it was where you would have that moment to be not only a dancer and to have your own brand, but to venture out in acting as well too. Like, woo. No, I had no idea. When I came out here, I was on vacation from, I was the department chair of the high school English department at Southland High School. Mm. So I was doing lesson plans and school started back in two weeks. And I was on vacation, you know, I, I had no idea. And honestly, my entire career, things just kept happening and happening where I didn't see, I knew that I dreamed. And I remember watching award shows and crying, thinking, oh, I just got an opportunity. Maybe I could do this. And yeah. now I think I've done every award show, but the Oscars, you know, and it's just, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And that is thank so you. dope. Yeah. What has been your I favorite? No and I didn't even know I went to act until I went to Tasha Smith's um, acting class. I've always been a fan of Tasha's work. And so I remember one day I was like, wait, Tasha's studio is in the area where I was living at the time. So I just happened to, to go to an audit the class and my best friend Tasha went with me and I, my life was changed that night. And I remember Tasha, because Tasha class ends when Tasha say class ends. If she don't care, I heard. 10, <laughs> 7 to 11, boo, you might be up in there for almost 1 a.m. And it is what it is. And it's true. And I love that she she prepares you for the industry and the world because yeah. you don't know when you're going to get off work when you're on set. So I went to this, and I remember my best friend, Sasha, at 11 o'clock, she's like, oh, I'm sleepy, I'm leaving. And I was like, really, girl, I'm into this. So she left, but <laughs> she doesn't want to be an actress. You know what I mean? Mm. So. That you know, I get it. You've been there, you supported me, but it's like, girl, I'm tired now. I love it, you know, and I see the joy in your eyes, but this is your passion, so I'm going home. I was like, bye. I let her, I, I stayed inside the class, and I knew, I was like, I got to figure it out. I was borrowing money. When people would ask me what I needed, I would say, are you hungry? I would say, nope, I just want classes for acting. Acting class, just pay for my acting classes. I would be hungry. I didn't have food in the refrigerator, and I would be like, okay, it's acting class or food. I'm, I'm going to choose acting class right now. We just, you know what, we can PLA. make it on this pot of beans or this, you know what I mean? Like we're going to just have those um, leftovers for a couple of days now, but it was worth it. It was worth every missed meal. That is inspiring. And I can relate to that feeling. Like for me, myself, just investing in my brand and being like, let me just pour it all into the brand. Like, David, yeah. you might not have it to buy this clothes or go here or, that, or going to New York and going to LA and not having yep. not a stitch of a penny to come back. Listen, I've got stories. You're going to figure out how you get back later. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, please let me just shout out, Nafisa, thank you for all of your miles that you have let me use. Miss Leslie, all these people that literally, I would be like, it's an audition. It's an audition. I got to get here. And, and people would give me miles, converse. Um, Micah, like all of my friends were truly like, we got you a hotel, baby. If you can get there, we can oh, find out where you can sleep. So my friends have been, even down to when P Valley, when I got the job at P Valley, I didn't have groceries. Robbie Reed of BET had just bought my groceries so my mother and I could eat. My at my manager, Miss Debbie, had just paid for my acting classes at Richard Lawson Studios. So I had wrote Richard a proposal telling him I would clean the toilet to stay in the studio. Oh, 
I'll ask him and he will tell you. I was like, I would do anything. I would teach the class. Um, I would teach them hip hop and heels classes, teach the women how to be sexy for the auditions. I'll clean the bathrooms on the weekends. Like I would walk to the studio because I lived very close to that time. Like everything. I really was like, whatever y'all need, I will hustle and do it because I just really wanted to act. Yeah. Wow. And I can hear it. I can hear it in your spirit. And I can <laughs> I can just see the smile on your face. And it's like a lot of people don't understand that in this business, you have to be willing to take risks. And a yeah. lot of times we aren't, and I'm going to say it just like this, we ain't making shit mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. You know how much money I lost on Hip Hop and Heels classes? Because you got to rent the space. Yep. And so you got you to gotta spend the money on the space. And then when you don't have enough girls that show up, you know, our ladies that show up and I'm like, well, I didn't lost money. You know, and I'm just like, but I, I'm doing this because I, I want to get my name out there and it's confidence for me. That, that class was helping me be confident. Yeah. Child, yes, we're not making a dime. It's, it's not what people think at all. Mm-hmm. Then you got to pay for headshots. You got everything yep. just feels like you're paying. You're all paying, the branding paying. that goes into yep. it. Investing into yourself. So I'm like, don't buy me no new purse for Christmas. Y'all, <laughs> just call Tasha Smith and tell you want to put $200 on the books for acting class. Like, yeah. I want. And invest in me. Put that on. Put that on that baby. We don't, yes. I don't need no Birkin bag. No, no Louis Gucci nope. product. Nothing. And, and I ain't gonna lie. Let me put it out here to you now. Them outfits y'all was seeing me and looking fly. Boo, they went back to the store the next day. Like Mercedes said, I ain't mm-hmm. popped my tags yet because I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I went out. I, I went out and bought a gun. When them little, um, them little um, tag put her back on. Her, yeah, it. it's a and must. It I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I don't have money. That's that's dinner for the next two weeks. So we don't. I'm just gonna need to borrow this to be on the red carpet, and then yeah. <laughs> I let me tell you. I know it's a little hood, but hey, I didn't. I didn't need it too. And I'm suburban, <laughs> and I'm suburban as all hell. But you know what the thing is though. In this business, you do things just to give a look to it, and there's nothing wrong to give a look to it. But we have to, we have to give it. Yeah. And we have to give it our all because guess what? These people are expecting our talent and our time and our energy exactly. for certain things. So we yep. have to deliver. And I just love the fact that you are so open to sharing that with my listeners, my, you know, my audience. Yeah, I'm not going to get up here and lie. Let's keep it real, y'all. Yeah. Keish, the lady who's doing my makeup now, thank God I can finally afford to pay her now. But Keish did my makeup for free to get the hair shots for P-Valley. I was mm. like, please, like, girl, if you can help me, I really think that I can get this job. And she was like, I got you, boo. And then Corinne Simon, the photo shoot, she was like, this is my usual rate, but, you know, okay. But guess who about to do my photo shoot for a real shoot now? I'll make sure I pay you your real rate. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, thank you for having my back when I really could not afford to do it. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your role as Mercedes and yes. how you're able to connect with her because she's got this, she's got this spunk and you've always had that energy from the beginning. You know, as a matter of fact, what's your zodiac sign? I've been meaning to ask you. I am a Gemini, but y'all not going to judge Ooh. me when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> not today. You We're not going to do that. Me, but I'm a Gemini <laughs> that knows when she is being a bitch and when she ain't. I, I, I'm very open with, okay, y'all, I'm, I'm in bitch mode right now. Give me a moment. So, but I, I can accept when I am that being that other side. So you, I have, I have thick skin too. So you can tell me, girl, you, you are one today. Oh, really? Okay, let me calm it down. No, let me calm it down. But you know, when people, when people, when people get it, and I feel that there is something about a Gemini woman that needs to be constantly embraced. Now, the Gemini men, ah, 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 
right? Mm. I can't fool with no Gemini man. God. But you know what's even worse? Oh, no, you didn't say that. Oh, I, I'm I'm learning about the cancer man. <laughs> Are you? Oh man, I got <laughs> we'll talk offline. I got a couple right, friends. Right, right. We're gonna talk. <laughs> we gonna talk offline. But yeah. So how have you been able to bring your you know your personality to Mercedes because the the, the personalities are very similar. I can see you just fit oh, right yeah. into into place with her. Yeah, uh, Tori Hall, who is our um, creator and showrunner of P-Valley, she actually told us when we all got our roles, our our first meeting, she was like, it's a little bit of all of you in your characters. Mm. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's cute. But I'm like, the more I get to know us and myself, I'm like, I'm so Mercedes. I think the only thing that that Mercedes has done that I have not done is been on a pole in a strip club. Um, Mm. Mercedes' mom in this toxic relationship, yep, had that, Mm -hmm. done that. And it's so much deeper when you read the book. A lot of the things that Mercedes goes through, Brandy has been through too. Mercedes' oh, wow. mom is a um, preacher. My dad grew up. I'm a PK. You know, uh, right? So got okay. that. Uh-huh. Mercedes coaches dance teams. Brandy coaches dance teams. And True. just Mercedes has all these other dreams. Just a perfect example. I was fighting with my manager about not wanting to send dance footage over because I'm like, I don't want to dance anymore. And yeah. I had other dreams of acting. So just like Mercedes, I had different dreams and I was trying to get out of something as well. Now, was it difficult, you know, with that, just getting into a role where you are dancing and and it's about dance to a certain extent, basically, but really like, was a fo- yes, and wanted to pretty so- much exotic dancing and, and, yeah. and stripping. No, it actually was empowering. Um, really? I thought I would have been nervous. I think I got the nerve kicked away when I talked to my father because that that would have probably hurt me if I'm honest if my dad didn't approve and I know that a lot yeah. of women go through that so I just I, I have so much empathy for that because I I truly can't imagine how that must feel and I empathize with them and I pray that their family accepts them as they are but when I called my daddy and told him I was close to the end of these rounds of Pete Valley like it's looking good daddy I might get this role what do you think and he was so supportive and he was like you're an actress you know I know who I raised is what he said and I'm just Aww. like oh my gosh daddy you know, it just feels amazing to know that I'm about to be able to go home and take a picture under a billboard with my father. And I grew up as a PK. I would have never imagined that happening at 16. A blessing. And so it's been a blessing to have that support from my dad. Yeah. So let's and so talk- with the, oh, with the dancing. Okay. Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the dancing. No, because you know what? Our, our costume designer, Rita and Alita, they made sure that we were comfortable. We had artists who was our, um, our, I don't know what's the correct word, our tailor. And oh, okay. so he would make sure that everything was appropriate. So when I tell you, let's keep it real here. So a yeah. lot of people are going to ask, how did nothing fall out? How were you opening your legs and this and this and this? Rita, Alita, and artist. Thank mm-hmm. you. Because we were in a, we were in fittings. If Mercedes had to have a leg up, I had my legs up. Can we see? We good? We good? Everything covered? If it wasn't, all right, ladies, let's come back in. Gentlemen, let's come back in. Let's give her a little bit more material. So before right. we even got out onto the stage, we felt comfortable. And then they came out there with us and they would watch our rehearsals because sometimes we'll start moving and sweating, the material yeah. might change and get looser, just like a t-shirt wearing it all day. It gets looser throughout the day. Correct. And so they were they were very cautious of that. They were there to pin it. Um, Dina, who was always beside me every, every step of the way, if a heel broke, whatever, we felt comfortable at all times. So that's a testament to the crew that Katori picked, making sure that the women felt safe and the gentlemen wow. as well. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have a team like that, especially with such a tight production and just and just right. in, 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 in the story of it all. You know, you want to make sure that right. everything is done right. So the fact that they were like, okay, look, can can we watch? As a matter of fact, not can we, but we're going to watch the make. Oh no, it was it was yeah. And perfect. I would say all of us made sure that our hair and makeup, um, even Stevie down to tattoos, and let's just keep it real. You know, little dark spots, ladies. We know how the, the ingrown hair can get sometimes. Okay, y'all. Mm-hmm. Stevie was right there, like let's just touch up here. You know, she did not ever touch up stretch marks. She never touched up the little dimples, and I have never been so excited for her not to because that's natural and that's normal. And it was the first time that I was comfortable in my own skin going, I look like all these other women. And then you got eight female directors. Let's just talk about that. So there was no way that Karina in episode one was going to have me out there looking crazy. Tasha Smith ended up being my episode six director. There was Mm -hmm. no way any of those eight directors were going to let us come out there and not look comfortable. They looked at us like they would want themselves to look on camera. And I appreciate it. Absolutely. So how important would you say it is to work with women in this business versus working with a mixture of men and women or worse, just a male dominated team? You know what? That's a very good question. So I've worked with male dom- a male dominated team. I've never worked with um, mostly females, which has been amazing. It was like I was with all of my sorority sisters because it didn't matter what ethnicity that sister had your back, you know, and that was, and it was, it was more of a motherly type feel. I knew that I could go up to Katori, Karina, even our sound lady, Rachel, and be like, are, are we good? You know, we, we, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, and they're like, we got you girl. Yep. You look fine. You're comfortable. So it's that comfortability that I have with a woman to be able to go. And since we're going to keep it real, girl, I'm on a period today. So, you know, keep a look on me, make sure ain't nothing, you know, and they're like, yeah, got you. Because as women, that is a very serious, and people aren't talking about that. You know, we got to think about a lot more True. than men when we get on camera mm-hmm. and we're undressed, you know, yeah, I look like I had abs on this episode, but now I'm on my period on this episode. So I look, you know, and so all the things that we go through as women, we had all of these women that were right there with us understanding and like, we got you, girl, Brandy, we, we shoot from here now, you can stop sucking in. Right. Her. <laughs> right. Let me let me relax. Yeah, yeah like who I can breathe. Okay, y'all giving a full shot now? Ah, okay, we're ready. I'm good. You know? <laughs> so it's just that difference in in working with the women and it, I feel like it actually helped the men to be able to understand too. And the men started talking in our language too. You know, Dave, our camera operator, be like, Hey Brent, I got you right here. So, you know, whatever you're doing down there, you don't have to worry about it. You know, because he, he's a man, too. So right, he's like, like you no, just relax. Tell me to suck in. You know, but he's like, you're good. You can breathe. And whatever you want to do, I'm here. And I'm like, all right, bet. So they started being more, you know what I mean, nurturing as well. Yeah. So let's um also just talk about the things that are going on with, you know, our culture and stuff like that. Because I know it has to be exhausting for you to kind of see how things are going and I know there's been a lot of protesting and everything going on in LA how are you feeling mentally just with everything that's going on right now it's as well as can be I'm as well as can be it's exhausting though and if I'm honest if I find myself in a tug of war I want to be so so happy because it's an amazing time in my life but I'm like yeah this life ain't happy right now. Like with mm-hmm. things, a lot of the things that are happening. So I find myself 
in a mode of, oh my gosh, joy with P Valley. But then America, get y'all mm, together. You know, like it's, it's that. Uh-huh, yeah. It's in the middle of those, just trying to battle those emotions. And then when you put my mom on top of it too, it's just, a lot. and we're on quarantine. Ugh, like, right. Like it is, it's, it's almost like, is this year real? So I'm just, I'm praying that everybody just gets together. I'm hoping that everyone is taking this time to reset, educate themselves, read. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to read more and educate myself because a lot of things that I'm learning too, like more black history facts, not just yeah. the ones that Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, yes, there was a wonderful man, but there are so much, there's so much more to our culture so that needs to be spread. And I think that this is a great opportunity now for people to learn. And there's really no excuse. Like, mm-hmm. we stuck in the house, you know. Get on your computer. Mm-hmm. Google is a fascinating tool. Use it. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to tell people, you better use your Google, your YouTube, use whatever. You Use it all because this is a time where if you weren't in touch with your Black, this is the time to be in yes. touch with it. And don't just right. be in touch with it for the moment. Be in touch with it because this is the Period. most important time to live in it. Yes. And I know, I, I, saw, I think I saw a little um, post that was just like, now that y'all are awake now, now that y'all are woke, don't go back to sleep. So this isn't just, mm-hmm. this isn't coronavirus, y'all, where we're trying right. to hope that it leaves and then we leave it alone. No, 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 no. We, we want to stay present in everything that's happened in this world so we don't repeat, you know, the history Correct. of the past and some of these things because sometimes some things are repeating that we've been seeing happening in this world that we thought were over and they're not, they just weren't being recorded or they weren't being spoken about as much. Now, especially uh-huh. with our younger generation, thank you for speaking up and standing strong. We need y'all. So I think this, this is an amazing time for growth, for everyone coming together. And I, I hope that this becomes a, a better situation for our country, for all races, all communities, and that we all just have more empathy for each other. Yeah. I feel that you said that well, more empathy, because I just feel like we're at a we're at a a time where there that empathy just is not there. You know, right. I, I'm seeing people react to people different ways, and even even earlier today, I had a situation. I was just like, oh, oh, is this happening? I'm like, what are we doing? Right? No, no, we this is not okay. And just like I, I my even my motto for P Valley is don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you know. Don't judge. My, my little brother is a black man, a big, strong, muscular black man. Don't judge a book by his cover. He is a father of two. He's in the military. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, but if you see him in his regular clothes and you don't know who he is, why are you intimidated? Get to know yep. him. His son is in a private school. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not even what you think, y'all. This show, too, is not what you think. So, I just hope that everyone takes a moment and instead of judging, because we shouldn't be judging each other anyway. No, that's, that's for God. We to know each other. To do, you know, not, not us. Why are we judging anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just love how you said that. Oh, so I'm just so amped. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> so what else are you working on? Are, can we expect more dance projects? Can we? Are you reading for any film projects that we can look forward to in the next? couple months what's next for Brandy because you're always working and you never I am stop. trying <laughs> I am you trying never stop I, will, I will say um COVID is sabotaging us a little bit in the industry so um I've had a couple of auditions um right now I want to focus on acting um 
deep down, I want to say that P-Valley is my last role that you'll see me dancing in mm. because I really just Understood. want you all to, to see me as an actress and that's why I love P Valley so much because I'm not dancing as much as you think I am as well. Correct. So um it's it's more about the story and that's what I want to do is just tell more stories now. I want to leave the dance in the past and it has helped me to grow into acting and performing. Thank God I could not perform the way I feel like I do on P Valley without my dance. But I want to move forward. I want to be in I'm gonna say it I want to be in Black Panther 2. I yes. want to be action. I, I love drama. I did um, Dear Santa and um, Terry Vaughn was our director. I love Terry Vaughn and I love comedy. So I just really want to jump into the different genres of acting. Who would you like to do a film with? If you could Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. You ain't got to finish it. I Everybody can see it. <laughs> knows that I love Angela Bassett. Yes, you do. Child. So yes, I want to do a film with Angela Bassett, and I want to do a film with Meryl Streep. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. I remember her saying um, in an award show, "Take your broken heart and make art," and that's what I did in Pea Valley. And I love her. She is an amazing chameleon. Oh my gosh, uh, she's an amazing, amazing actress. And that, you know what? I can be like, I, I'm good. I can retire if I can get me, <laughs> if I can get. Give me a movie with Angela and with Meryl. Life yeah. will be beautiful. Because <laughs> you could learn so much from exactly. them. Because mm-hmm. they've been in the business. And I think so amazing that there are black women, that other fellow black women and, and black men that black men want to learn from or vice versa. Right. You know, and study the great and that are mm-hmm. willing to learn versus being how some of the new people are. I mean, like, uh, right. I ain't trying to do all that. Be like, well, uh, you should probably want to do all that because they are the key key and they know how this business goes and how it right. happens and how to stay in this with longevity versus, you know, being exactly because these people are rotated all the time. Exactly. But it is and of course, who doesn't want to be in a movie with Denzel? Let me throw that out there. I True. Know. You know who yeah. I want to be in the, You want to know who I want to be in a movie with sidebar? Who? Michael Ealing. Queen Latifah. Oh, oh yes. That would really be good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not even gonna lie. I have I have a little um we had to do um our vision um Raven Detra um oh. in Richard Lawson's class and we we put together our pictures and all of this and I have pictures of the male actors that I want to work with and the female actors that I want to work with and I keep them in my room. And yes. Who's one more that's on there? Um, oh, I've got um Will Will Ferrell. Oh, because he, yeah, he is hilarious. Hilarious. And he's always sleep on his greatness. Yes, he is hilarious. Too funny. Yeah. And Amy Poehler, she's amazing. She's so funny. He's too yep. Absolutely. We're <laughs> gonna see all of that into existence because I, I Jesus. That could be a great movie. Yeah. We don't even we don't even need to know what it's about. It could be, <laughs> be anything. It could right. be a It could be a comedy. It can be an action. It can be anything. But that mm-hmm. would be such an amazing film to see. Yes. I'm so proud of you, Brandy. Congratulations you. on everything. You've come such a long way. That girl from Memphis is out here in LA doing her thing. Thank you, Lord. Hollywood. Thank you. I'm very very grateful. Very, very grateful. And I did not get here by myself, so thank you yeah. to all of my friends and family for not letting me give up because there were so many days that I was like, I'm just going to probably go and catch a bus home or reach back out to my old high school like, y'all still need an English teacher? And they're like, uh, yeah, we're hiring, but 
So, so glad that it never worked out where I had to give up. So, right. God wouldn't let me give up. Thank you. He wouldn't. And I want to ask you also, how did you keep faith during your journey? We always like to ask that question. And, you know, there's another question we like to ask too, but how did you keep that within your journey? Um, I think the people that I surround myself with, one of my mentors is Robbie Reed. And, you know, her, went to the yeah. Sin Bible Studies, um, my church out here, Inglewood Church of Christ. Um, I, I found that church, and, and, and people are going to think I'm lying, but I literally found that church when I first moved out here. And because I wanted to go to a church of Christ, um, that's what I was raised in, and that's what I believe in. So I walked, um, I would ride the bus from Miracle Mile to Inglewood, and then the last stop that would get me there was like, close to almost a mile, I would walk in my tennis shoes and I would keep my heels in my purse and I would put my heels on right at the door and then I would go in and finally Titus, who was actually um, an actor himself, he um, he helped me get, um, he saw me walking one day and was like, you, you oh, you're the girl to go to church. I'll, I'll, I'll take you to church. So then I started like riding to church with them. But I, for wow. a very long time, I rode the bus and walked and I was just like praying like, God, please, you know, but staying in church, staying active. Um, and being around like-minded people. Mm. And what are two things that you exemplify within your career and as a woman? Two things that what? You exemplify, like, within your, you know, your career and as a woman. Um, I, I know that I exemplify strength and diamond strong. Like, me and mommy got this tattoo oh. that um, diamond, she got a D and I got a B. Because grandmama used to say, always stay strong, diamonds don't break. So diamond strong, my strength. And um, I'm going to say my faith because it's been a lot of things that have happened to me and, and a lot of people would give up with some of these things that have happened to me from um, losing merit, losing, losing, um, having a divorce, going through that, going through a stillbirth, going through losing jobs, a lot of things, but I did not give up and giving up yeah. is just not an option. That's right. Giving up is not an option. And so God says no, it's not no. Yeah. Most times he's just trying to lead you to a different door to make it better for you. Mm, you better say that. <laughs> I'll be trying to tell the kids that. Because I remember crying about a lot of roles that I did not get. And thank you, Jesus, for not opening that door for me because that was not for me. As Robbie says, the job that's for you will be for you. And mm -hmm. Dolly was for me, and I am forever grateful. And shout out to Robbie and, and just that friendship that you guys have because yeah. she is such a legend and what she's been doing for the culture, black culture that is y'all. And, yes. and, and, and just paving a way. Opening the door. She's the first, um, she's, BET was the first network to give me an opportunity. Yeah. And I didn't have, I didn't have nothing. And Robbie, you know, opened that door. And of course, once you get that door open, y'all, you got to do the work. She, mm -hmm. she could only help you get into that door, but you got to do the work. And I'm just so, so grateful to Robbie for giving a new actress like me a chance as she has done other people. I mean, Halle Berry, yeah. you know, lots of people she's opened those doors for. And I'm just so grateful to be one of the ones that can say, thank you, Robbie, for first opening that door for me. Yeah, and I'm so glad that she did because once, once Robbie sees talent, she, yeah. know, she knows talent. <laughs> she's like, you, you, you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With me, this is this yeah. is the project. Come on with it. Mm -hmm. So, Brandy, thanks so much. Thank it, was, it was it was great finally having this moment. I know we've been trying to get this moment to happen. I know. Place, Thank you so much. Anytime. You are so welcome and congratulations once again on all the success. Thank you. And y'all make sure y'all tune in to 
P-Valley on Stars, July 12th. It's coming on at 9 on the first night on July 12th, but then after that, it's going to be at 8 p.m. every Sunday for Mercedes Sunday. Hey, Sunday. <laughs> I will be tuned in, so yes. make sure you guys are watching because I will be live tweeting. If I don't Ooh. see y'all while yes. I live tweet, I'm going to come find y'all. <laughs> I'm always, and I always say I'm threatening people, but I just love threatening people. It's just oh my it's exciting. We, we know you ain't harmful. We can. <laughs> That's the truth. They know I'm not harmful. <laughs> yep. So, Brandy, before we have you um, do a couple of drops for us, just let people know where they can, like, follow you as far as, like, social media is concerned. Yes. So, y'all can follow me at The Real Brandy with two E's, y'all. My mama was extra. So, B-R-A-N-D-E-E, not a Y or an I. So, The Real Brandy on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's The Real Brandy with an underscore because somebody got my name. I got to figure out how to get that back. So the real oh, girl, we're gonna call Twitter. So we're gonna call Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure y'all oh make sure y'all also follow P Valley. P Valley. And then we even have a little update page that is funny. P Valley updates and P Valley. Make sure y'all follow them on Instagram. Ooh, check y'all out. Y'all got a fan page and an official. Yes, we got a fan page already. <laughs> already. They is not playing. Yep. What's up, y'all? It's Brandy Evans, and y'all are checking out my voice, David Duane.
loving when I'm flexing up in my car. Door swing open for my passenger. Look up in the mirror, fix my mascara. People wanna know who the hell is her. Drop top riding in my coupe de ville. I stay mobbing in my hoop to steal. Rattling the trunk when I play the tracks. Word, word to the left, yelling holler back. Yo, what's going on? This is Eric Ballinger, and you're chilling right here on the with D. I make you feel some type of way. Some type of way, 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 way,
make you Make you call me ready Come over to the floor Give you round Make you on more Drop it, make you wobble Girl, I love it when you popping it
you ain't raised out here, then it ain't safe out here. Gotta keep it real, no facade. Got the juice on the low like a may ride. Stand up, yeah. then we switch sides. And watch out like a me lie. Gotta do a big like beast style. Shorty wanna pick at the good side, terminate the yeah. side. I'm soaking gangsters like Gotti. They probably caught a few bodies. Front page of the paper, the block is hot as wasabi. Pins is all different flavors. Get high and count up the paper. Sipping handy, no chases. Get dope in front of both days. This is for my kid money. Yeah. Who hustle for every dollar? The gangsters and the riders, the users and the suppliers. For my crypt and my blood, the SAs who got the plugs. Filipinos and the Asians, rep your hood, throw it up. This side, this side, this side, this side.
What up, you guys? It's your girl, Michelle, and you're now tuned in with me. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Moe. Introducing K. Michelle. Tonight I'm feeling sexy. Oh. I can make you overdose, make it overflow if you let me. <laughs> like a river, my waterfalls will break down and let me. I'm Jonathan Adams. You're checking out David Duane. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back and Sue on air with the one and only rock star of my David Duane in the place to be. And right here, right now, we've got actor and voiceover actor Jonathan Adams with us. Now, if you guys do not know who Jack Jonathan is. I don't know where you guys have been because Jonathan has been in so many films and televisions to doing voiceovers and years, which you currently know him uh, from his latest role in uh, Last Man. What's going on, Jonathan? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. How how have you and your family been since, you know, the quarantine and everything and just kind of, you know, just kind of just staying healthy in L.A.? Yeah, well, we've been home, man. We've been washing our hands like every single second. We've been, um, you know, we all, my daughter uh, sewed face masks for us all like pretty really? early on. Okay, okay. She, she, she we had all this extra fabric and she made like 10, 15 face masks and she got some elastic and we, she made them all. I don't, I should have brought one on, but she, she made like, you know, there's four of us is her, her sister and my, my wife and myself. And so, you know, she just made face masks for everybody. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we've just been, it's been a lot is, is all I got to say, you know, and I, yeah. I feel like I'm blessed, you know, you know, like my, my life is good. I mean, I got, you know, sunshine on my face. I got a roof over my head. Amen. I got, you know, I got my family I, and, um, you know, food in my belly, you know, and there's a lot of people who don't have that and don't True. have a lot of those things and who are, you know, who this really hit really hard. And um, I'm praying for those people and I, I pray for them every day. Absolutely. And that's what we have to continue to do because, um, we're, we're fortunate enough to, you know, have things, you know, a home and food and stuff like that. And there's people that are out there who don't, you know, homeless people and stuff like that, especially in these times where mm-hmm. it's just like, God, you just wouldn't want to imagine, you know, what that's like to go through, but can, o- can only just put, uh, you yeah. just need to put it into you, words. Yeah, it's you, just crazy. It, it, it's hard to imagine, you know, and I also, I donate to my local food bank and, um, there's a there's a food bank in LA and I just I did a mar- uh, telephone with them a few days ago uh, and uh, you know you just got also you know feed the body as well as you know give them prayers yeah so 
so how do you stay um, centered in like times like this? Do, or do you pray? Do you meditate? Or do you exercise? Or what kind of, what's your um, routine, especially in these times to stay um, centered? Well, I say all of the above that you just mentioned, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I try to pray every day. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I forget to do my prayers before it I go It does happen. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then sometimes I forget. And I work out. Uh, mostly, most of my workouts are walking my dog. I got this puppy who's like 14 months old. No, he he is um he he likes to run, and you know, and so if you just take him out, you know, for like a two two three mile walk every day, mm-hmm. he's happy, you know. And that was you know that's kind of what I do, just to keep myself fit. Yeah, getting that fitness in because that's that's so important. We need sun, so it's good to. You know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you're outside getting sun. I'm inside, but I've got the sun going on. So it's like we're mm-hmm. still we're still getting everything that we need. So I want to congratulate you on being in the business as long as you've been in the business. Like, that is amazing. Can I just ask, like, how does it feel to have, like, longevity um, in the voice, in the voice, at, over voice world, and then just going from taking that type of acting and actually being seen? Because a lot of people don't understand um the trials and tribulations between doing both and having sometimes might have to do more one than the other and then just staying relevant. Well, here's the thing. I did theater for like the first, I've been an actor for almost well over 30 years professionally. Yeah. And I made my mind an actor. Um, and I have, and mm-hmm. uh, I moved here in 2001 and started doing okay. television and voiceover. And you really, it, 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 to me, it, what you say about longevity is more uh, uh, about uh, your, yeah, what's the word? I want, I want to say um, your vitality, your you, you yeah. stick-to-itiveness, your, your, your constitution, your ability to, 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 to just take everything and, you know, make it work for you. And that's really what if I did anything right, that's really what what we did and what I did, you know. Yeah, and that and that's amazing because, like I said, there's not a lot of people that are able to do it. I mean, there there are plenty of people that have been able to do it to make that transition, but you stay consistent in finding that. But here's the thing: you also, as an actor and as a performer, you also mm-hmm. always have to know who you are, this and I think true. that's real. <laughs> You know, that that is so, you know, when I was in my, when I was 24, before I was like 23, 24, I played yeah. teenagers constantly. And I remember the last mm. time I played a teenager, I was 24 years old. And I'm like, I was like, this is the last one. I know it is. I was the last time I'm playing somebody who's, who's like was 18, it because you were Because you were getting the roles or you were just tired of taking on those roles? Had nothing to do with that. It had to do with mm. me, my look how I was perceiving myself. I knew right. that I was getting past that age where it would be really believable that I was a kid. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And you, you know what I mean? I and so you. I, I just, I just was like, okay, I, I probably won't ever, I mean, I can audition all my, my life away for these things, but I'm never going to get. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got, and I know then that, you know, I'm not going to be disappointed in the fact that that's not going to happen. You know, and when I get, sure. you know, to my 20s and 30s, when I, by the time I was 30, people were, people were casting me as older because of my voice and my size, you know what I mean? Mm. And I would, you know, usually I wear a beard. Yeah. 
So I would be playing with people, like I'd be the boss of people who are my age or maybe even older. I'd be playing the boss, you know what I mean? So I, mm. I got to know who I was. And you need to be aware of as an actor who you yeah. are in the business, you know, what you can do, what people can see you as, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're a big person, you know you're a big person, and this is what you got to play. You got to play with that. If you're uh-huh. a skinny little person, you know you're a skinny person, you got to play with that. You got to be able to make fun of yourself and know who you are. Every yeah, because I do that every time with my thinness, all the time. I'm like, I'm thin, like, I'm thin but I like it. You don't have to like me, damn it. It's cool. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's right. so true. You have to know yourself um, in acting and honestly as a person because if you don't know yourself and when you get into this business like that, you want to have a hard, 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 hard time staying, staying consistent, getting jobs because you'll be doing things that aren't for you and going against you. And I've written, I see this all the time, and especially still in my journey at 27. That and you are, um, oh man, I was gonna say something, I forgot. But I, it was with, uh, with the idea of knowing who you are mm-hmm. um, as an actor. Uh, oh, I can't remember what it was, let's ask another question. Okay, <laughs> all good. <laughs> it's all good, it'll, it'll come back to you. But um, so last man standing, the, the transition from ABC to Fox, like, how, how is that? You know, because a lot of people do not understand, like, sometimes when a show does not get picked up, mm-hmm. they may not see the light of day again. And then from it to go to a different network and then see how that period goes, that's a whole nother world. So we, and we've seen it, you know, from shows go from, uh, ABC to Fox or CW, all, you know, all we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. But for you with this show and then just how amazing that it's been, you know, what was that whole feeling? Well, I got to say this is a more recent thing because mm-hmm. when, when I was first, you know, started in television, once you got canceled, man, you were canceled. I mean, there yeah, was very, very, yeah. there was almost there was zero chance that you would be picked up by anybody else. um, The chances weren't as like, like there weren't that many networks that would actually pick up one another opportunity. No, no. They wanted their own new content and, you know, whatever, whatever it was. Um, But it it was, it was an amazing experience. I just got to say, I really, I I personally never expected it. I was, um, my wife and I, we had moved on, you know what I mean? my whole everybody in the cast had moved on we just decided that you know that something was over the ship had sailed and you know there's nothing wrong with that i mean i mean that's just how it works you know i mean you just just part of the business it's part of the business you're gonna you know find new opportunities somewhere else when this show is over hopefully i'll find new opportunities somewhere else yeah um but that was that was uh amazing and i kept saying as soon as it um well when Roseanne got picked up uh, by ABC mm-hmm. and it had such a huge uh, beginning, yeah. uh, I thought, you know what? I think somebody is going to do it. I, I really thought to mm-hmm. myself, somebody might pick up Last Man Standing. Yeah, I can and see where you're coming from. With that. Yeah. It, like, it, it was like, it wasn't like a, until like a few weeks later, I, we got the call, you know, mm. like, oh, we're going to pick you up. And then, and even then, I was saying to myself, yeah, 
I'll believe it when I when I get the contract. And yep. when I got the contract, and when the ink is dry, so uh huh. When I got the contract, I went okay. I'll believe it when we're in rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> when we got in rehearsal, I said okay. I'll believe it when we air. No, no. Yeah, right. But and I was just like, get the set. Uh huh. Not something that happens, and I was not. Uh, it, it was an absolute surprise to me. Thrilling and wonderful. Yeah. And Fox has been a great home for us. But uh, it was a big surprise. And have you had you done any prior um, projects with Fox before? And or was I was in the like first, first time. My very first uh, TV show that I did was with Fox. Mm. It was very. It ran for we we shot five episodes and we ended up uh, airing airing three of them. Oh wow! It was called um, the American Embassy. It was in two thousand two. 2003 season and um and my very i was in the first season of bones for i was a regular for uh the very first season of bones which was on fox which ran for 12 seasons after that and uh yeah other than that i've been uh nbc abc yeah never been on cbs no not yet soon come and for those who haven't seen the show, which they should, they should watch it. You know, tell them about like your character that you play. Well, um, I always say he's a smart Alec, and he, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. and he's a lot like, he's a lot like me, except uh, he has better writers. You know, I get, you know, I, I think of the same stuff that he thinks of, mm. but he knows how to say it in a way that's funny and not hurtful. Which is what, which is what I do. So I wait a minute. Do you do you do you say things in ways where it's hurtful? Then I'm guessing, Jonathan. Sometimes I do, and I don't even what, know what's coming out of my mouth. What's your zodiac sign? <laughs> I gotta know. What is it? Because I, I, I just gotta know. Because. Uh. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? What? Y'all are so <laughs> tricky. <laughs> my mom is a cancer yeah. oh well, that's nice she must be a nice lady she's watching it so I need to keep it nice anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway Talk back to your, your character mama. no no he, he has <laughs> a, he, he's smart he's a ex-marine um, you know and uh, he is um, he, he plays he, he does security for uh, Tim Allen's company, uh, Tim Allen's character's company. And um, I mean, they're, they're best friends and neighbors. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's really just fun. I like doing this show. I like yeah. doing it a lot. And you guys are what? See, this is season nine now, right? We are coming up on season nine. In 10 Ooh. years, so season Ooh. nine of Last Man Standing. Yeah. Yeah, we started to have this much gray. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's amazing. You know, a lot of these shows don't make it that long. It's crazy because um, I want to say a couple months ago, and I was just looking back to, like, all the shows, like General Hospital, all those different shows, and how, like, they've just been long-lasting and just in, in time. And you don't really get to see too many shows that even get the, ten, get the nine seasons, ten seasons, let alone even five seasons nowadays the only other um 
okay, this is weird because the only other comedian, or no, mm-hmm. not just comedian, the only other person who was a lead in a comic show who's had two shows that ran over nine seasons other than Tim Allen is, um, come on, baby, not Carol Burnett. Lucy, I love Lucy. Mm, you do have a great point there. I forgot all about that show. Damn, Lucy, I had, yeah. Lucy had two, or she had three shows, but uh, oh, it, uh, she had she three did. comedies. Yeah, there was I Love she Lucy, did. and then there was another one and another one, but uh, the only other person who's done that is Lucy. Lucy and Tim Allen, they're, in the, they're only, the only two in that category. That is incredible. <laughs> That's an incredible yeah, one, but you know what? People will always show what they love and then that consistency from there you got you just got to keep you just got to keep it up you know you got to keep a good thing going i always tell people don't stop anything good if it's if it's not worth stopping if it's bad you know you pause and stop what you need to do but um you just got to keep it going from there right right on and that's amazing and you have even had the pleasure of doing um radio commercials and television commercials how would, how would you say like that experience is to just being able to like test your, you know, your talents and skills and just not limit yourself? Well, I love doing voiceover because um, you really, you don't have to have makeup on. You don't have to get your hair, you don't have to shave, you don't have to get yeah. your hair done. You just go in there and just, you know, and you, you're, you only get to use one thing, you know what I mean? As an actor, you have yeah. your face and you have your voice and you have your body to, um, you know, to convey stuff. And, you, right. and, and when you're doing voiceover, it's all about what your voice conveys and everything, mm-hmm. all the other acting is up to uh, the animators. So I, I am, uh, it, I love doing it. And um, it's, you know, it's been, it's been great for me. You know, I did, I love doing games, even though a lot of people don't like doing games because they're Why really- not? Is it, is it the, the politics that goes behind it? No, no, it has nothing to do with politics. Ooh. It has to do with strain. If you're doing a game, uh, you're gotcha. repeating eight times over, mm-hmm. you know, say you're doing a game and like you, 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 they're like, okay, so you got hit. Uh, okay, they hit you harder. Uh, okay, we need three different kinds of, of those, uh, of you getting mm-hmm. hit. Okay, right. and then, you're, then you're dying. Ah, we need five different ways for you to die. You know what I mean? And then you have to scream. And then you're, and then especially for action, you're, you, you're fighting, you're running, you're saying, get down, do this, blah, blah, blah. You're yelling mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it gets very stressful. And if you're like a main character in a game, you know how those games are. You play a game that is, a, you know, like an RPG <sighs> or something. It could be 30, 60 hours long the game you know what i mean right. even though you're not talking that whole time you might have something to say like every 10 minutes within that 30 or 60 hours or every five minutes it's a lot you know what yeah I mean? and here's another thing on rpgs you got different types of characters like oh i'm talking to the barbarian i'm talking to the paladin i'm talking to the female barbarian you know what i mean you have a different way to say every single thing that you're saying so it, it, there's a lot going in, going into the game to do it. But I like doing that. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, at least you find, you know, pleasure in doing it versus other people being like, I don't like it. Yeah, well, yeah. And some people, 
a, a lot of people can't translate themselves from different media to different media. You know what I mean? Some people mm-hmm. don't yes. get voiceover or their voices aren't suited for it. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, what they do is not suited for it. I mean, uh, it would it would be like me trying to dance for some people because I cannot dance. You know, <laughs> watching me dance, it would be like watching. Um, it's like it, it's not like just funny. It's like pitiful. It's like watching a duck that can't fly try to flap around. Oh, like, oh poor duck. <laughs> That's what they look at me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I cannot <laughs> dance. You know, and some people doing voiceovers. I'm like, man, you should not do this. It's just not for you. It's not your thing. Some people don't have the voice, like at yeah. all. Some people and don't it's not have really, and some people don't have the energy to do it. At that, right? right. And it's not really about having a deep voice or a high voice. I mean, you know, we you need all kinds of different voices and voiceovers. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't work for you. It just doesn't. Make yeah. Sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other world that I would like to mix and dabble in, mm-hmm. and just to see on the on the on the hosting side, of course. You know, not mm-hmm. anything to where I'm like acting and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it could work, you know, especially by having personality. What advice right. do you have for those who want to get into um, voice acting? Uh, you got to stick to it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a volume thing. Uh, you, there is... There's a lot of directors and producers who work with certain people and know their voices and know how to work, know those people, and will, you know, call those people. Right, oh, utilizing the, and, the same talent. And yeah. they'll, they'll utilize the same talent over and over again. You, you need to break through. That's mm-hmm. all. So, and it might take some time. Or you, it might take you being in a different um, media. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're a TV actor, movie actor, or whatever, or you know, uh, you uh, or a recording, you know, artist, you know, uh-huh. you might need yeah. to break in through it. If you really want to do it, you might have to figure out some other way, you know, to to get their attention. But mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, you have to keep going. It, you just have to. Otherwise, you know, unless you're lucky, you know, you're, it's, it's going to take a while to break through. It took me a while to break through. Yeah. You know? And how important would you say, like, having relationships within the television and film world is once you get started because I've, I've never been I've never been asked that question but I'm just curious for you like your perspective on it and how, and the importance behind it um well I think it's very important but I also think it's also more important that you um in order to get jobs mm-hmm. you, you know you need to put yourself out there yeah. Um, you need to, you know, constantly be aware of, you know, where you are, you know, in media or, you know, your now it's your it's your um online presence, your 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 instas and your Twitters and your mm-hmm. whatnot. And um those you know, you need to be yeah, you need to be aware there. But it's also it is very important that um people trust you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're performing or when you're, um, you know, doing the work, that you'll do the work, that you'll show up with, uh, you know, your lines memorized and um, ready to go. 
Yeah, that's a, that's important. Wow, wow, wow. So, Jonathan, season coming up on season nine, what things can we actually expect that fans may not expect to see with this new season coming up? You know what? Oh, Lord, I wish I knew. You know why? <laughs> this has been we we this has been the weirdest off season I have ever had because of this coronavirus. Right. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know where they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I I do know we're gonna start shooting soon in August. Okay. That's wow. all I know. Yeah, been hit, hearing about the uh, filming. A lot of filming is going back into production, like between later this month and next month. Yeah, and there's a and and you know well, sitcoms to me are the canary in the coal mine because you really can control the environment more with sitcoms than you can with say a drama that has different locations. A sitcom, you're in your one set, you're in your dressing room, you come downstairs, you go into your, you know what I mean? You go onto your set, you know, you do your thing and you go back up to your dressing room. You know, with dramas, you might be over here, over there, you might have a location shoot, blah, 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 right. all over the place. And so it's a lot more easy to control sitcoms and we're mm-hmm. probably gonna be the first ones to start. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, We'll all see how that goes. Right. You know. Has the you know the format has changed a little bit at all for how you guys are shooting the show? Well, um, we are not going to have an audience at least for the first couple of shows. We usually have a we have an audience that comes to see our tapings on Tuesday nights, and those those mean it's not canned laughter that you hear. It's not a soundtrack. It is you know we do record the audience while they are reacting to what we're doing mm-hmm. on stage. And, you know, and that's fun. I love that because, you know, like I said, I came from theater. I, I was in theater yeah. for 13 years. That's what you thrive off of for sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I love it. It's like such a, it's such a wonderful mixture of the two media. It's just, it's just wonderful. Um, we might, we're not going to have that. Um, we're not going to have um, the audience, which means a shorter day. You know, because uh, on you know Tuesday nights we um, our our later days. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, we're definitely, you know, gonna have a, a different protocol for getting to set and who you can yeah. see and what you can do and where you can be. You know what I mean? Where you can't just hang out backstage. You know, you're you know you just you gotta call down and follow mm-hmm. a certain path and get to the thing. It's really gonna be. Um, it's really going to be different, but uh, you know we're going to keep on keeping on. Yeah, got to be, got to entertain the folks, right? Got to, yeah. We we got to keep it going so we yeah. can get to, so we can get to season twelve and to get to season twenty four, seeing oh, all Lord, those things no. into existence. Mm-mm, you said no, 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 no. season twenty four, please. No twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> what other projects would you want to do? Um, oh, see, that's a good question because I'm not doing anything right now. You're like, what other, you, you yeah, like, what are you doing else right now? And I'm like, uh, staying home. Like, stay uh, at home. Watching Netflix. <laughs> I hate when people ask that of obvious questions versus what projects next would you like to do? Because that's more realistic, especially in these times. Oh, totally. Really, really. Much better question. You know, I, 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 I haven't done a drama in a while. And for okay. a long time, that's all I did. And that was, you know. That was cool. 
So I, I'd like to go back to trying to do a drama again, some kind of drama. Have you been um re- have you had any scripts come across to read for yet? No, really. This has been a dead time. I I do I used to do a I do a lot of voiceovers. I do uh, have a regular gig with um, Biltmore uh, hotels and Goodyear and couple other regular gigs that I do um, that have just, I've just, uh, it's been a trickle this time. So uh, it's just been, you know, but like I said, I'm good. I got sunshine. You do. I got my children. I got my crazy dog who wants to come out here and and annoy you. I got good health. I got good health. My wife is healthy. My kids are healthy. I got a roof over my head, food in my belly. I'm happy. Life is good. Life is good. And I'm so glad that we were able to chat today, Jonathan. And I really want to say thank you so much for, um, you know, just your your spirit today and just being able to talk about your career and then the things that you would like to do in the near future. Because I think that this interview definitely will help those who want to get into acting, whether it's doing just voiceovers they if they want to be actually mm-hmm. seen seen like i think that this is definitely a good chat and congratulations right on. on season nine thank you thank you so much it's nice talking to you yeah absolutely we'll have to definitely uh chat once season nine comes out and stuff like that and just you know keep it keep in touch of course let's do it again absolutely it again. so jonathan where can people you know stay in touch with you like as far as like social media is concerned and everything um i think i think my my uh I, i'm on twitter john john adams vo i'm at um on instagram i'm i think it's official jonathan adams i think it's what it is <laughs> more official you're official but i see you're more on twitter and i'm more of a tw- twitter head myself so all the instagram stuff is just it's cool i love instagram but there's nothing like twitter i, I can't i don't quite understand instagram but you know i i Every time I look at it, it, it befuddles me. So I, I, I guess I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out more. Have your kids, have your kids been trying to show you how to use it a little bit more? Um, yeah. My okay. kids and other people's kids, you know. You all the kids. All the kids, you know. So we're, we're working on me. I'll get there. Yeah, you'll get it. No <laughs> worries. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with your one and only rock star, the Mike David Dwayne, in the place to be. We've got our girl, O'Flo, with us, the amazing R&B recording artist that is just breaking waves in New York City. What's going on? Hello. Thank you so much. I'm like, I'm flattered. <laughs> listen, <laughs> we were, listen, everybody says my intros are so good. You know, I, but that was like, that was like the, thank you, that was like the best corny one that was still good disclaimer <laughs> but it. listen your music is freaking phenomenal I, lo- can I, can- I love the song dreaming okay yes thank and you the whole concept behind it but before we even get into dreaming the latest single can we please like just kind of take the people back like you know because your actual name is olivia so how did you become oflow and where are you from like, like let's just get people a little bit more acquainted with you Okay, okay. Um, so first of all, thank you uh, about dreaming. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get so, there. Let me take you back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, I'm originally from San Francisco. I oh, was nice. born there and grew up there. Was there until I was like 18. And while growing up there, I mean, I came from a really musical family. So I feel like I was like singing and dressing up and like being a performer, like as a really young kid, just in my own home. And then I, like, I always knew I could sing. Um, my uncle plays piano really well. He's like a mm. symphony orchestra conductor too. So it's just, it's in the family. Yeah, um, so you had that music all around you for real, for real. Yeah, like I, I remember probably being like four and him playing like Little Mermaid on the piano with me. And that was my song, Part of Your World. And I just was like, bitch, you got it. Like, you you can do Ariel, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a young age, I was, like, into, into singing. And I started doing musical theater. And I got really into that for a while. And then around, like, 13, 12 or 13, I was kind of like, okay, I want to do, like, my own thing. And I started taking vocal lessons, like, in private with this amazing woman, Shannon Day. Um, and I just got to like explore more of like my choice songs with Shannon yeah. and she is incredible herself. So she taught me a lot about like breath control and like alignment exercises and like jaw shit that like really kind of took yeah, it to the, the next the, level. The technique that people the honestly technique. should have. Yeah, it's, you know. Some people don't, don't learn the technique, but at least it's, you know, they, they can at some point. Exactly. At any point, I think it's something you can learn. Um, I guess I was just, like, fortunate to have been given that at, like, a younger age. And then, yeah, for a long time, I thought I still wanted to do musical theater. And uh, the summer I turned 17, I did, like, a, an intensive for it. And was okay. kind of like, okay, so this is not my world. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but that musical theater not. scene is not for everybody, but it's like, it is something to get into, and it does train you, though. It does. Oh, yeah, that's, it's training for real. Um, it's very intense shit, and, like, very intense, just everything about it. And so I respect those who do it, but right. I was kind of like, sorry. And then... Um, I moved to Boston because I got into Berkeley College of Music oh, and I was like, ah. I had a feeling you had moved to Boston for some reason. Yes. The fear within me told me that you had moved to Boston. I don't know, I don't know yes. why. Interesting. Well, the spirit was right on because I mm-hmm. moved to Boston. I was like, no, Boston. I was waiting for yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, Berkeley was cool. I... I feel like for a long time, I still just, like, didn't really know exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that that um, institution is so, like, diverse. Um, I went I've into heard. music business and, like, probably should have gone in for, like, songwriting or something more creative. Yeah. That's, that's my But the passion. music business helps to honestly know being an independent artist or, just, or being any type of art or being any type of creative because if you don't know the business you can get screwed over so it's, it's, it's actually right. smart that you do that 
you could have did songwriter, but it's like, mm, okay, yeah, we could we could we could have did that as an online course too. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I mean, that's the thing though. I felt like the music business course was cool, and especially towards the end, towards my senior year, where we got to have more like people come in and talk to us and like yeah. more like one-on-one experiences with real music business heads um like the beginning of that whole major is just something you could do online and like feed retain the information you know like mm-hmm. it wasn't as engaging for me Oops, sorry my internet might be weird right now <laughs> it, it um, caught up to speed I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> So just yeah. say so just say that so just repeat the last part about um music business. Oh, yeah. It's like okay. more about memorizing and retaining information that you get out of books or out of contracts. And then, you know, a lot of it I think to be successful is like practice. Yeah. So I feel like I got the skills and I never really had to put them into practice. Um and I was always way more creatively inclined. You know, yeah. that's like where my like where I wanted to be putting work in. And yeah, I guess it was while I was in school though, I discovered like music production. Mm, okay, okay. Twenty fifteen. So and did so you I start think, like messing with it like yourself? Yeah, funny okay. actually I went to the mad decent block party in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that moment yeah, in time. Definitely. <laughs> but no I I went and the first time I went I was so inspired and I was just like oh my god like electronic music is dope like dance hall music is dope like I am so engaged and like passionate about this I want to know more downloaded Ableton started like messing with it on my own accord and just kind of like seeing what that thing did and what this thing did Mm -hmm. and then I went abroad in school I was still in college and took a course on electronic music production Um, and that is where I was really like solidified skills and like actually learned what I was doing and had like criteria to meet (laughs) and so (laughs) I feel like I honed in on skills there at school and then once I graduated that's kind of like what I focused in on just like continuing to produce and songwrite and then my EP thank you um yes that was man that project is still good it's still good it's held up I want to shout out because it's been about two years. I think the official anniversary was a couple days ago, May 28th. Um, two years old. Oh. <laughs> Still sounding good. Yeah. Um, How did like yeah. really reflecting back to releasing a debut project now, like two years later and still putting out, you know, putting out music and being consistent because you've been dropping singles, you know, throughout the year so far. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it, first and foremost, I look back on it like a child. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't I'm proud of you. Like yeah. that was my first like baby to the world, and it meant so much to me at the time, and it still means a lot to me now. But in retrospect, I feel like 
how to say this with every project and with every drop you learn something and you grow and you like level up a little bit of in my course. opinion mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely and you know like I wish that I had just been cranking it out more frequently and earlier on because mm. you know like the more you do the better you get and I just want to be the best I want to reach like a you know a maximum potential. <laughs> yeah, but you're and we're but not quite there yet. <laughs> you're, but you're headed that way though, especially just like I said, dropping like consistent singles. Like, thank you. Yeah. So many people are afraid to still drop music, and I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I get that we're dealing with a double pandemic at this time. Literally, I coined that from somebody else. I'm like, it's a double pandemic. But it, uh, uh, it I like it though. It's true. But it really is, and it's like we have to adjust to what our temporary new norm is and be creative and still put out how we feel and get out the music because if yeah. we don't release how we feel in any any type of creative being a creative then we're 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 doing a disservice to ourselves we're doing a disservice to those who follow us that are looking for more mm-hmm. and we'll get so far behind and it'll be like cuz like somebody somebody was like oh I'm waiting told me they're like oh I'm waiting to drop this song at the quarantine I'm like well I know you're probably eating your own words right now because all these cities all these cities and states are about to be on lockdown all over again yeah like and it's so sad that that's even what I think is that whole thought again you know due to the you know the unfortunate of um George Floyd and everything else and everybody, yeah. you know, having such a response to that and definitely rest in peace to him and um, our condolences to his family. It, you know, it's, it's, such a, it's such a serious matter, but it's like people have to take each moment and be like, look, we have to live for now and be a, be a voice. So use your, use your voice, people. I'm not saying, you know, not do the things that you do, but use your voice in such a way where it can uplift and it, it can uplift mm. your spirit because when you release it, it's like so therapeutic. I feel you. And I was just like having a conversation with my dad um, the other day about how and music specifically has historically been proven to be one of the most efficient forms of protest. And, oh, yeah, like, yes. You know, I feel like some of the great leaders of our time use music to take a stand and mm-hmm. to say the shit that needed to be said and to stand up so i agree with you let's go yeah don't stay silent drop your music <laughs> use your voice platforms you know yeah. write a blog write, whatever whatever it takes so for so for you like what is the inspiration for this music like initially come from like how do you how does how does the songwriting process start for you (laughs) um it's a really good question I I love talking about this with people because I think everyone has such different ways yeah um you know it really is a different way so I always love hearing everybody's ways of like you know how they write their music yeah for me personally there's a few different ways that I I tend to go about it, but my favorite, <laughs> and I think the most effective, is just like sheer fucking emotional inspiration. Like mm. sometimes I 
it's so crazy how it happens. It's almost like it just comes right through me and out. Starts with a sample or like like a a beat sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times it's just like a little guitar bit or for example, one of my favorite songs off my upcoming album. Ooh. Um I just had like created this harmony stack of like my own voice mm. and Dope. I pitched it down so it sounded kind of like men singing and I just was like oh my god it just clicked and out will come a whole song and it's always the inspiration is always like emotional baggage yeah <laughs> you feel. It's, a, it's always baggage. it's okay <laughs> I feel like the best songs come uh, from that place. Yeah, mine mine definitely do. They always come from some specific happening with some specific person. And like, you know, I, that's where my, my best stuff comes from. Um, but a lot of times too, I'll just kind of freestyle some stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I really, I rarely write down my lyrics. A lot of how I write. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thinking, coming with the answers that I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't think, I don't think a lot of people actually write it down really anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's a lost art. Yeah. I know I'm like a, when I have to write things, I know I'm like paper and pen. Like I, I've tried to put mm-hmm. things in the phone and be like this. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work it's out that way. It's, it's, it's like, the same. It's like, <laughs> like okay we'll use that for our text messages our emails our schedules but for you know trying to get my actual thoughts out no yeah, yeah. but I, I have I have used the, the phone to write a poem out maybe I've pecked out like two but I'm just like this is this is so sometimes, not the norm yeah I know. sometimes do like when I'm on the go like if I'm on the train and inspiration strikes you gotta pull out the notes yeah. but uh Oh, the train. Remember the train? I remember the train. Where's that metro card? <laughs> and it that expires next year. I like how they even pushed the expiration on the I don't know if you even noticed that, but they definitely did. No. Yeah, uh, they pushed that like a couple months ago. I was like, this mm, is like 2021, 22. <laughs> um, okay. We'll bar date it out. What do you feel like you're missing the most during? What am I missing? Like the most during like this whole quarantine period, especially like being in New York because there's so much to do there. I'm in Delaware right now and I'm like, yeah, totally like in like New York withdrawals and I'm like, I'll see you fall time or or winter time in New York if we can ever get it right. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting question again. Um. I think it's changed throughout the quarantine. Mm-hmm, like yeah. in the beginning, I was like, man, like I just miss my friends. Like I miss congregating with people. And then it was like, man, like I miss just like walking into a restaurant and like getting to sit down. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, damn it, I miss the club. I want to <laughs> go to the club. I, I don't even, I didn't even go out that much. No. Like before this all, I had my, I've had my time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've gone through phases, but like I wasn't even going out that much before all this happened. And now, what I would give to just like have a night at up and down, like 
oh my god I hate that place so like I just want to go mm-hmm. so bad. like I just need I just need that one moment that one moment it's just like <laughs> come on I just want to stand up on some furniture damn it <laughs> stand up on that furniture no I'm kidding it's not the same though it's not the same no I um I've been I've been you know that's like <sighs> gonna be my new question that I've that I asked you because now it's like we're we're so like in the thick of it now and it's like we really don't know how much longer that this is yeah you know these states have just opened up phase one but well some states are going to be going back to like none these curfews are in full effect i'm just i'm scary I'm like, I never had one of those when I was a kid. <laughs> I, don't, first time. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to react to that. It's like But yeah, man. I don't know. I really honestly believe that it's not gonna be like a like this is over now time. Yeah. It's just like we have to adapt into coronavirus being a part of reality and yeah, like going forward, like just adapting to it um, and hoping that somebody comes up with a safe vaccine. <laughs> or at least like, a vaccine. Hill, you know, <laughs> something. We need that. Even the, even then when they do do that, I feel like, um, you know, people should be saying six to ten. And it's like so bad when you even just look online, you just go to the stores and you're not seeing people do that. And it's like spiking the numbers more and more and more and more and more. It's even stiffening. That's why I prefer like going out during the week versus the weekend because even the weekend it's just like I went to the supermarket a couple of weeks and I was just like this looks like a regular Saturday. Like this is not safe whatsoever. Yeah. These cars should not be lined up like this. It's, this, is, this is too much. Too it's- much. Too much too soon for sure yeah too soon so getting back <laughs> on track um how important would you say that it was um moving from you said you're from san francisco right mm-hmm. moving from san francisco to you know going to college in boston and then moving to new york and like really pushing your music because you could you could break out you could have went back home and decided to do your music there but you decided to yeah. stay you know in the tri-state area and just you know really perfect perfect at your craft yeah um I don't think that I would have had the same journey at all the same trajectory if Mm -hmm. um I had gone back home I really think that coming to New York and the networking I think was the first part of it that like I realized it was like, oh, like, I see. There's just a higher concentration of people that are like important figures in the music and media industry in New York City. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I loved to at a time go out. <laughs> <I didn't> really, <laughs> and so just being somebody that loves to like be going out and going to parties and like meeting people and talking to people like New York. Yeah. Those two go hand in hand, New York and being a social person. And so yeah, I just I feel like things would have been completely different if I hadn't um 
I'm grateful for being able to have done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you did do it because, like you said, a lot of media and different executives or just any anybody that's really out here moving and shaking is in New York or they're in LA and a lot of people don't understand that certain markets are not necessarily a music hub. Like I haven't been to Nashville yet, but it's like just the thought of Nashville is so intriguing to me of what they do musically as a Mm -hmm. hub that, you know, San Francisco can't do or LA can't do or Atlanta can't do or New York can't do or Philly can't do or I'm trying to think of the cities. I said Atlanta. I said Houston. Well, Houston doesn't count, but shout out to Houston in <laughs> Dallas, you know. Shout out it's to Come on, Texas. <laughs> you got Beyonce, you got Meg, you've got uh, H-Town, you've Yay. got um, so many Can of them. Yeah. Solange, yeah. you know, Destiny Shout. It's like, am I making it up? Um, oof, I don't want to even, no, 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 I'm making it up. I was going to say some wild shit. Who? No, what? <laughs> I almost was like outcast, but then I was like, no, 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 they're Atlanta. They're, Atlanta I think Atlanta. they're, yeah, they're Atlanta. <laughs> like, we we named those spots, but that's, but that's all right, though. But yeah, Repping the like, South, though. Repping the South, though. And just that sound. Mm-hmm. And it's such a different sound. So, so discovering your sound. I like how I just said, wait, and do that. So discovering your sound into R&B. <laughs> What, yeah. what, how did you feel comfortable? Like, where did you, not better yet, where did you find comfort? So, I, as I said, grew up in a very musical household. Um, my parents both love R&B music mm-hmm. and, like, played it all the time. I feel like I grew up with, like, Stevie Wonder especially was somebody I connected to at a very young age and just always has I've loved Stevie and yeah it was like Marvin Gaye, Bill Withers, I'm oh R&B, yeah. Prince my mom is such a Prince head. Prince is <laughs> like in my room here there yes. and right there. I mean the world would not be the same without Prince you know at all um, prince is everything uh, don't please don't get me sorry no don't don't get it twisted prince is everything that ever has been and everything that ever will be what is your <laughs> thoughts on his um period what is your thoughts on the impact that he's had in lives and just what he's done as far as like musically and just being very unapologetic well prince first and foremost in my opinion is like the ultimate trailblazer like, talk about liberating, like, young Black people, and specifically young, like, mixed race people, Mm -hmm. who, as a person of mixed race, my identity is constantly in crisis. (laughs) I'm always (laughs) like, what am I? (laughs) Like, how do you see me? How do I see me? I don't know. But, you know, just paving the way for, like, fluidity, and for, like, self-expression through fashion and through like vocal like I don't know just the things that that man did with his voice I'm like it was just so fire as fuck just everything and like encompassed the male and female energy and like the color purple and just was on top of it such a talent yeah like every instrument could sing and dance 
like produced all his own music like I just I bow down to Prince me too seriously because huge huge culture influencer before influencers even more a thing right oh no it's acting up on us again okay internet connection okay cool so say that so you're back. Okay, so say that whole say that whole part again. <laughs> we gonna get through it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, oh God, optimum. Come on. Come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just basically was saying I bow down to Prince. Um, yeah, Prince we do. Is like the ultimate cultural influencer before influencers were even a thing. Just like breaking Period. rules and making trends and being so unapologetic about it mm-hmm. and I like the fact <laughs> that you said influencers before they, they were influencers so what is your thoughts on the new day influencers and just just like the um I've never really asked anybody this so I'm really getting somewhere we're having a real conversation <laughs> and just yes. in the um in the power of influence like what's your thoughts on that I know that's kind of like such a question it's like hmm like what's your thoughts on that Honestly, I have a lot of friends that are influencers, so I feel like, I don't know, I don't know, like, the title itself is such a strong word, Yeah. like, an influencer. I think a lot of influencers use their platform for amazing things, and I think that, you know, because of influencers, I've become more educated and a better person um and you know a lot of like artists are also influencers so I also can say like I have been influenced (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah I I don't know the term it's it's kind of taboo like when you're like oh you're an influencer it's like oh wait a minute I never thought of that me as an influencer but if you want to categorize it cool I don't think a lot I don't think a lot of people actually think about it I think it's just it's just something that comes natural to like one individual and then there's those that are like really trying to force it to like okay let me let me put on this fashion over let me do this flat tummy tee let's let's be shirtless and wear these boxes let me and do this like, flat tummy tee like let's do it all i'm i'm here for the, all the detoxing and shout out to everybody yeah. that's getting their amazing checks because they really do pay well uh, it up. everything <laughs> but it's just like we know some of y'all don't do it, and that's the power yeah. influence. Okay, you we 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 get it, and it's cool, and it's so cool. So now I gotta talk about these songs, okay? <laughs> We're like, I told you before you press record, don't get me mm-hmm. started because I'm a talker. What is your what is your zodiac sign? I didn't even ask you before we got started. Can you guess? <laughs> No, I won't make you guess. No, don't make me guess today. What I'm is a Leo. It? I'm a Leo. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the crazy thing is, sometimes with Leos, <laughs> I either get along with y'all or I don't. What is your sign? Or, your Taurus. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, wait! Shout out to Bree. <laughs> Shout out to Bree. Yeah. Her birthday was literally 
After mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. May 20th, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after mine. Oh, yes. Come on, Taurus season. Yeah. Come on, Taurus. Leo season. <laughs> Your season's coming up. Hopefully, you'll be able to be out the house accordingly. I'm just like, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. If I can see a friend on yeah. my birthday, if I can eat some cake, some vegan cake. <laughs> oh, we cannot forget to talk about vegan lifestyle, too. Oh, we yes. got to talk about that. But this thing, but this thank you EP. Yes, the thank you EP. Five tracks. You know, just being able to put out a project, five tracks, and just getting people familiar with your, you know, you as an artist. How was that? Just like getting, gaining a fan base, getting the reaction, being able to perform the music and just, it, you know, really paving a way for you. So thank you. I have to say, first and foremost, like I have to shout it out, um, was a collaborative project. Mm -hmm. My then boyfriend uh, at the time, Leo, was still in school. And he had like a, it was like a senior project where you had to create an EP. And so we kind of learned about like what an EP is and the history of the EP. And he chose me as the artist. And I was also trying to put out a project anyway. So it was like win, win. That kind of worked out then. You know, and we were actually living in like a studio apartment together um, at the time it was recorded. And so we worked very closely on it like every day <laughs> and struggle but it was also um really cool to be able to give like a hundred percent to to my first musical project like that you know I was living literally living in it wow. there was no time that was not happening <laughs> and um yeah so it was really intense and a lot a lot of work went into it and then when it came time to actually getting it out there and like getting people to listen to it um you know it's hard it's hard to speak on the fan base thing yeah like I still don't fully understand how that happens but I think just you know getting it out into the world putting it on streaming platforms that always kind of like it gets dispersed into random hands, like by Spotify right. or by SoundCloud. And like, I don't know. I, I remember the first time somebody followed me and sent me a message. It was this kid in um, France named Arthur, mm. who I believe was like quite a bit younger than me. Um, but he reached out to me on Instagram and was just like, I found your music and it's so good. And like, you should wow. be, such, you should be a superstar. Like, and so that was just, so positive, you know, and I, at that point and still like when people reach out to me, complimenting me or like saying that my music has touched them in some way, I'm always engaging and I yeah. love talking to fans. And I think that has kind of helped like, grow my fan base mm-hmm. um forming live in nyc is another like instant way that's a get, dream like that yeah you know just being able to perform your own original music in new york city like that really not only a dream but just like i don't know just instant like people are like whoop follow like yeah listen you know, it and it get in New York gives you that direct energy. It's not it's a, like, exactly. It, like if New York rocks with you, it's almost very similar to Philly. Like if you ever have you done yeah. a show in Philly before? 
Never, but I've been to Philly several times. So you've seen how like fans will like really react to a performer. It's very like oh. if you don't do it right, we will like not give you any energy whatsoever. And New York is the same way. Yeah, my my experience in Philly is more in like the underground, like garage oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. punk world. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me, you're the cat. I know. <laughs> so the kids go so hard for Extra. like basement performances there it's, it's like other level it's sick so i know what you mean instant energy mm-hmm. yeah yeah so now these new singles can we talk about it yes so i just i want to like quick just give a little um shout out to my manager brie who also like set this up for us yeah, um, she, yeah she <laughs> loved the song dreaming um off the thank you ep which came out a few two years back now and she was like you need to re-release this which is my favorite yeah so like i it makes me really happy to hear that you like it i've been getting a lot of really good feedback about it like recently that i didn't get before really yeah i i don't know if it was just kind of like buried beneath some of the other songs on thank you and so it didn't receive as much attention but like the re-release of it which I think was like a week ago or so now, um, almost a week ago. Yeah. Like it, I've gotten so much good feedback on that specific song, so I'm kind of like, okay, like yeah. You always gotta read <laughs> a good one so that it gets that proper attention, especially like yes. when it's, it's such a good one, and then you're looking at the numbers and you're like, hmm, this should be much more. This is a really good one. Let's right. let's, let's, let's give it a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, I love the concept. Go. Can we talk about the concept behind it? And Absolutely. Just how, not, just how amazing it is, too. Because they need to download and stream. Thank you. Right? <laughs> download and stream all of Oflo's music. It's like that as, as you li- listen and watch us. So. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so what, what about it do you want to, like, yeah, so so tell us the um like the about the concept and like you know where you draw the inspiration because I feel it's a very relatable track and I think that's what's most important and significant about it. People can relate yeah. and they've been yeah. in that space before. Yeah, so dreaming is like it's a love song, you know. It's like a I'm sprung song. Um, I I guess. Just like I drew the inspiration from the relationship I was in, like right. you know, I was living with this person, and we've been together like a little over a year, I guess, at that point. And it's just like I don't know when you really get to be in a tight relationship with someone, and like you get to break walls down and become vulnerable and like intimate, and like just having that mutual like trust with yeah. somebody is so exciting and it's, and it's like so key you know it's so key if you're gonna be in any kind of relationship you know it's gotta be for me at least like yeah. all or nothing me too if, you it, know, if, if it's if it's not all or nothing it's like what are we doing this for why are really? we why are we wasting our time we can like you can be with somebody else i can just be single you know because you know it's like, that's fine give me everything or please walk away Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real like just so, yeah it, it, it. it's it's just about that feeling of like 
I want everything from you and like I want to give you everything from me and like it has a little bit more of a flirty energy to it I think yeah um, I did pick up on that too yeah in truth I was like very inspired by like Ariana Grande and like mm-hmm. some of her old stuff I was like a fly in here I was gonna say, um, I, was gonna say I know this it's not the little net that was like flying around my computer <laughs> I had this annoying ass net that was just like flying around since like yesterday and I was like no like, can you leave like leave <laughs> I was literally I, I had seen it behind you and I was like is that my like what get out right now <laughs> but yeah um yeah it's just like it's very Ariana Grande like old stuff kind of inspired very like kind of young and innocent love yeah yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a good record. Oh, thank you. And then how about the how about the, other, how about the other new track that you dropped too? Did you, did you got this remix too? Okay, so the remix is of um the first single I dropped this year. The original song's called Better. Um, and you guys did your thing as far as those vocals are concerned. I was like, oh, oh male feature. <laughs> yes, Indigo, Indigo General is the male feature on that track, and he surprised me in the best way. I like, I was really envisioning and kind of expecting a rap feature mm, from him because really? that's what he does. He's like a rapper, and that's kind of, I guess, the side that I had seen of him, and so what I was expecting him to pull out. Um, and then he came through the studio and started singing, and I was like, "You were like, wait, what's what's this? What's this? Better sing!" And he delivered so well with it. It was, yeah, pure vibe. It was great. So you didn't know he could sing at all. I mean, I guess like I didn't doubt it, but it just never crossed my mind. I was like, I didn't even think that that's what he was gonna pull out. Right. You know, it was just like, oh, <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So it was such a pleasant surprise. It went really well with my part. Um, and it, yeah, it worked out. And then the remix, I guess, um, I met the the remixer, Bishi Klet, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Giancarlo, um, <laughs> at... <laughs> the Ludlow house actually oh a little chapter of my life that we don't have to go too far into but I did oh, used to work there now. okay <laughs> nothing wrong with that no I it's just, oof. much love to the yeah. house company but like I was in a weird place emotionally at the time that I was humble beginnings it's lit I've had some great times there I met some amazing people so many amazing people, but um, it just like is triggering yeah. <laughs> to think about that time. Well, let's not go there. But anyway, <laughs> but I met Giancarlo there, um, and he and I bonded over music. Obviously, he was like, "Check out my SoundCloud." Checked out his SoundCloud and was like, "Oh, like you're amazing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he does these like really crazy disco remixes. And I love disco music. And so I was just like, yeah, if you ever want to work together, like, let me know. And he wanted to remix better. And he killed it. Yeah, and it's very it's funky. So very different from the original. But really good, I think. 
it really is. So be tuned. So is <laughs> is this going to be on uh, your new project, Temporary? It's coming out later this oh. year. Oh. You know the name of it. Yes. Yes. Um, So Better was like going to be on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I then kind of decided to just leave Better be as a single. Okay. Um, Not only because it's like a very collaborative project and I feel like that makes it kind of stand on its own. Like it was me meets the producer Will Randolph the fifth. Um, who is back in the Bay Area, Bay Area, Indigo, and uh, so it, it was like three, you know, very distinct puzzle pieces that came together, and like I think it really mm. kind of stands on its own. But um, topic wise, content wise, better like was supposed to be on the album. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> come from you, the you, same time. You just slide it in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like a little little hidden right behind the song. We're like, wait a minute, what what what's going on here? We didn't expect that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I do have an album called Temporary coming up though, and I'm really hoping to have it out by like August. That's dope. Yeah, you should. Yeah. How many tracks are on the um on the project? Right now, as of now, um, I've decided upon eight. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Eight is um, eight is playing for the kids. We gotta, you know, they they've yeah. gotta they gotta keep keep streaming and getting familiar. Exactly. I think eight is like a good number. I also like. And it was gonna be ten. Mm-hmm. And then I was just kind of like, you know what? Like, let me just shave off a couple of these. Not right. only for time's sake and like attention span's sake, but just like I'm very precious about my work. <laughs> Those songs are like my babies. And so I realized that I had more than I think I needed because I was just like, oh, but I love that one. <laughs> I like, do. Like, let's, let's save it. Let's just save it. You know, let's keep, keep it to the ones that are, are going to be the most impactful, you know. That's amazing. Fall yeah. time. So have you, have you done any um, videos yet for it or how? Ha- have you been deciding that you want to kind of get down with the creative side with the um, with the project? Yeah, so I had a lot of plans, um, like for like now and for April that revolved around music video right content because that actually like is I guess in the past year or two something that I've learned I have a passion for. Like I love music videos. I yeah. think they're so cool, um, and they're just so fun to do. Mm-hmm. And, like you have fun doing yours. Yes. Oh my god. I like it's my favorite. I almost love making the video more than I love making. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's so fun and like an art form in itself. But uh, yeah, coronavirus kind of stomped on a lot of my plans, and she's gotta I, go. I, you know, I had to get innovative with my last, like, music video. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up collaborating with this, like, 3D graphics artist um, mm-hmm. named Tobias. And he made these crazy, like, like sexy sci-fi, like, enters in the Matrix, but maybe on Mars. 
Okay. <laughs> <and> graphics <laughs> Listen, for the song. That's I remember dope, you. It was really cool, and it was just like so out of my comfort zone and like different, and I would have never done it if it wasn't for the um, you know the change in our our social world. So it's cool to like I think get innovative and like push boundaries um, because of what's going on. Right. I hope to be able to do more of that because I don't want things to just be put on halt. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely on um, been challenging for me to try and like cancel plans that I had and make new ones for like the videos I want to make. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's not letting yeah. us be great again. Did I lose you completely? No, you're still, I can still, I can still hear you, but now it's, now it's not giving us like steady video and i'm like oh are we back okay cool we are back sorry it's all good so just start again um from the point about just um start midway before you started talking about the video like just being innovative yeah so i just Oh God, I was just saying like, I had to get innovative with this latest project. Um, Cause obviously I had a lot of plans that, did I cover this already? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I guess it's been challenging for me to like try and reroute and have to cancel with people and also just like, it's tough relying on other people right now because I feel like everyone is going through something and everyone is struggling and hurting and like, you know, it's, it's hard to um, place professional expectations on people when it comes to something like my art. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. (laughs) Obviously I think there's way more important, things going on and so like I don't know it's just been a challenge I guess to um try and get get creative with solutions for how to create content for the new stuff um but I'm thinking a little sneak preview Uh I'm thinking for I want to release one more single um this month (laughs) and I would love to have there be like a dancer component and like I have a lot of friends that are incredible dancers um that I'd love to like try and organize some sort of like remote music video of people groove into it but things still have to be worked out and yeah actualized let's just say It'll work out, but I, I but I think, so. but I think that that would, I think that would actually be amazing, you know, yeah. especially because people are going ahead and they're doing shooting their videos in many different ways. Some people are still linking up safely. Thank God everybody's yeah, still being safe know. about it. But you know, you just gotta be, push the narrative. You know, however you feel is going to really be true to you know your art, the concept, and just and just live totally. in it. Totally. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank so, you. So now, before we go, we have to talk about 
vegan lifestyle. Yeah. How, how do you love, you know, just being a part of, you know, just like that being like the lifestyle that you've chosen, eliminating, you know, all the crap that we don't need? Because there's a lot of people that want to do it, but they're so afraid. Mm-hmm. They have their own, you know, perception about it. But for, but your experience, I'm, I'm just curious to know, like, how you're, you're loving it so far. So I, I started, like, just fully going vegan, I want to say, like, three weeks ago now. So I'm not, I'm not too deep in. So um, yeah. I'm, like, newly vegan, yeah. And I'm still, I think, like, learning a lot about it and seeing how it affects my body. Um, but I will say this, going into the quarantine, okay, even before that, I like that much meat. Like, mm-hmm. I, I eat meat, I eat a lot of eggs. You see a lot of eggs and a lot of dairy, like cheese specifically. Like I love cheese. (laughs) And going into quarantine, I kind of stopped like buying meat products. Um, I remember like I I was like, okay, I consume a lot of milk. Like I'm going to just buy a fuck ton of almond milk in like the contain the cardboard cardboard yeah. so it was like last way longer way and longer yeah I just made all these little kind of like transitional changes like the milk um using mushrooms instead of like chicken if I wanted to eat like Mexican food like okay. I would always like do little things like that and um so I was already kind of just naturally like phasing out some of the other like meat and animal products I was using Mm -hmm. and then um a friend of mine showed me this documentary called the game changer game changers on Netflix um you should watch it because that is really what I think flipped the switch for me okay um it's interesting how they present the whole like concept of being vegan it's a lot more about the physical wellness that it brings to you like it you see the perspective of like a lot of athletes a lot of like football players wrestlers like you know people who are are professional athletes and like you hear the accounts of a lot of people who are actively vegan and like yeah I don't know you can just like see see how it how it affects you physically through the the documentary Mm. but what really also got to me about it was that it kind of like debunks the whole meat and dairy industry and I think a lot of it is just about like education like we're taught from a young age that like milk builds strong bones and like it it does but like you know it also like clogs arteries and like (laughs) might cause other heart problems and like there's a lot of um just research that hasn't really been shared with the masses because it's all like marketing and money for Mm -hmm. huge industries like the meat industry and the milk industry like there's this whole connection to like masculinity and meat 
that they sort of like expose like you know manly men eat meat and like right. that's just simply like it's all an illusion and it's a marketing tactic um and yeah, can I can I just share like a quick anecdote? I'm gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> the part of the freaking documentary that I was like, oh shit, was when they they take like three football players. Mm-hmm. I don't even know football like that, but three football players. And they're like, okay, so <laughs> like not PG, but like you know, throughout the night, like men experience arousal like mm-hmm. involuntarily um and to make a long story short they basically measured the frequency and like size of boners from one night to the next one night being like a meat meal or like a dairy meal and the next oh, being a wow. vegan meal and the difference the like frequency is so much higher and like the size is bigger after a vegan what? meal and I was like okay <laughs> let's go vegan <laughs> and so I don't know personally I feel like I have more energy I feel like my immune system is strong like yeah that's, that's what I've heard a lot like, of immune but, system being strong <laughs> I cannot believe I just shared that but no. yeah it's, it's a really interesting documentary and like it totally just like debunks a lot of myths that we've been fed as as kids. You yeah. Know? So yeah, you should I'm watch. Gonna, it. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna watch it and I'm going plant based pretty soon because um, <laughs> regular cheese is out. I'm very half lactose and trying like I was telling you when it comes to the milk anyway. So I just feel like it's time for a change and I can eating me before being in LA being around with a friend shout out to Maurice um and just being like okay cool well he's 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 vegan so I'm not gonna eat eat that and then some things I'm like look I gotta tear this McDonald's up on the <laughs> yeah but in in real life I'd be like dude I just had McDonald's and it's just not the same like it's so disgusting so yeah I, I actually think I am gonna you know just go you even like try. even the wines are better. I've heard. I'm. Not, I still have yet, to my knowledge, to try vegan wine. Yeah. But um, I think I might be allergic to alcohol, so oh, no. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll give it a try. Hey. But yeah, I I, I, I had to ask you because I'm I'm just always yes. curious to hear you know everybody's journey, whether it's been three weeks, a month, a couple months, a year, a few yeah. years. You know, that's amazing. Thank and you. I'm so, and I'm so proud of you. Like, this music is really dope. And oh, thank you. This, you know, temporary pro- project is really going to be something that everybody loves, you know, going into the fall time. And then, like, just be on. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. you, gr- you have such a great art. So you just got to keep it going, keep it going. Thank you, David. So after I quarantine, no yeah. problem. So after quarantine, like, what what are your plans? Like, what do you want to do besides get out? You know, getting yeah. out is not everybody's priority. I, oh God, it's hard to say because, like, I don't know. I feel like after quarantine may not exist. I think it might mm-hmm. be like a 
non-going thing. Um, but that being said, I am considering like going out to LA for a few months. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's not as on pause there because it's not as like concentrated as New York City. There's still a lot of like studio spaces that people can kind of get to like in their cars and like yeah I've been thinking about that um I really want to focus a lot of energy on trying to be like more creative with digital content and Mm -hmm. like more innovative with how to create things remotely and yeah that's something I want to do going into the future um but I guess if the world ever opens back up again. It will, I'm it will. Really, I really want to go on tour. <laughs> right? Like, um, I had all these dreams of going on tour this year, and I was just like, no. Well, I was looking forward to, like, you know, the summer tours and stuff like that, and just getting it, being a part of the mix and stuff like that, because I thrive off of, like, working tours, personally myself. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We're going to keep manifesting that 2021-2022, you'll be back on stage. Yes. And plenty yeah. of cities, stuff like that. And I, and I feel like um, definitely, definitely do go out to L.A., even if it's for just a couple of months or just a couple of weeks to really just to network yeah. and, mm-hmm. like, really get into the vibe of that scene. Because, like you said, that like the, the amount of studios are endless. Like, those you know, studios are, like, open right now versus, like, New York where nothing is, like, open. I just hope people don't think that they can burn down studios. Like, I've seen, like, people be, like, funny, like, say funny stuff, like, but, you know, with everything that's going on, they're like, yeah, I hope you guys burn down those studios that you guys are in, too. That's not funny, guys. We need to record, don't- damn it. <laughs> don't burn down the studios please Just we need to the studios everywhere fix everything the, out I'm the a, police cars <laughs> I'm like go off with the police please don't touch the low income housing or the studios yeah don't do, do that do don't do that, that. <laughs> do, not, do not mess up our flow we, we need we need the studios even if even if it's a matter of our asses aren't supposed to be there we need to we need to be there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I saw that on like Instagram. I was like, y'all are really asking for me to like either like blast you on social media or text you and blast you and then leave you a dirty message. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not. Hopefully, whoever did that does see this interview and knows that um we don't like that. Keep your negative. Yeah. Breathe and um maybe take up like. Um, physical activity if you need to get yeah. an aggression out. Do um, some um, hot yoga. Do some um, <laughs> cardio, but don't don't turn don't, down the studios. No, we need them. We need them. We don't, <laughs> especially for you know for the rest of it, you know, because because we still want to get it in in these studios no matter what. So I wanted to also ask you before, you know, we let the people know where they can follow you and they, you know, where they can stream the music and everything. Do you like, do you self-record yourself since you know, like how to do the production and all that up and and technique behind that? Or or have you gone to studios a lot of time when it comes to this music? So um, back for thank you. It really depends on like what 
resources I have available. Right. Um, I have a little like recording setup. Like, okay. Right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know how, and I feel like I can and have recorded myself. Yeah. Um, but for like temporary, for example, that whole album, I had created demos, and so I had everything mapped out. Okay. And I had already kind of like done the production and I brought those into a studio where this guy, Cyrus, who is a wizard, like engineer, producer, um, and owns this studio called Shot Clock Recording. Mm. Um, yeah, Cyrus like just helped me re-record the vocals, took production like one level up, like, you know, kind of refined things for me. So, yes is the answer to my to your question mm-hmm. there um i can and i have recorded myself but like right. yeah i think also like the demo thing yeah you know i think it looks good better and more like professional when you are in a more professional studio right. <laughs> I've, i work with a lot of different artists and stuff like that and they do the same thing too like they'll do the demo production at home and then they're like look really get this perfected the way that it needs to be let's let's get to the big studio when all of this is the demo and it's done yeah it's and the big kid studio <laughs> let's, and let's bring it out so we don't need y'all burning down our studios la anywhere right i know you think that music is remote but actually we need those <laughs> yeah we we need we need everything every every last resource and then how did you how did you like get your uh stage name also like how did that come about i feel like I'm the woman of like a million nicknames <laughs> <laughs> and um it was something some kids used to call me in high school okay one of the million nicknames I had in high school and it never really like I don't know it never really crossed my mind until I remember the night actually like I had just done this big performance in San Francisco at this venue called 1015 Folsom. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was in the afterglow, you could say. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so like wired right now. Like, I'm so passionate. Like, this is what I want to do. And like, I was sitting with my best friend and she was like, I guess helping me like, like make my ideas more concrete. Okay, okay. I don't know. We were just like talking about like, so like really musical artist. Yeah, we were okay. like creatively brainstorming my like brand and my image and like how I could take myself more serious. And she was like, "You need a name, you know, like Olivia Florentino, which is my government name, is uh-huh. a beautiful name. Yes, it it's is very long, <laughs> um, but it's not really like." When you hear that, at least for me, I'm not like, oh, yeah, like, that's, that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> you know, it's a mouthful. And she was like, you need something that's going to be more concise and more, like, flowy. And I was just like, oh. And she's like, how about O-Flow? Fucking fly again. I thought, I thought it was in the net. <laughs> no, it's in here and it's attacking me. But he doesn't yeah, want us he, to be great. Can you just let me live, Sly? Get away, slides, Nance. Everything. Uh, but yeah, she she had the idea and she was like, be Alpha. And I was like, oh, wow. And so I, and it's, and it's really ties together well. Like Thank 
Thank you. you know? Yeah, it's my name. It's mm-hmm. derived from my name. So, yeah, and it's familiar because some kids used to call me that, but um, it's now my artist alias. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I love it. it and I, oh, no. Oh, okay. It's hot. Right, I'm, here. <laughs> I'm about to say, no, don't do it. <laughs> Not now. Oh, no. But but yeah, I um I love the fact that you guys really sat down and took this time out to like really figure out what needs work for you and then something that was that was still close and it wasn't too far off. Like that's the amazing right. thing about it. And this was so amazing, Miss Oflo. <laughs> this was amazing. I really Mr. I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really love your music. You have such a great personality. And I'm looking forward to the project. And everybody that's watching, that's listening to this, whether it's on the IGTV of mine, if it's live on the show, if it's on YouTube, please follow Oflo. Let them know like where they can follow you, like far as your social media is concerned, because they need to they need to tap in. Like they if they don't follow you after this, I'm literally gonna go through all my followers and be like, follow, 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 follow. Excuse me? <laughs> like, excuse me. I, I told, I gave you guys a directive. So that means do it. Thank so, but where so can they much. follow you though? Oh my God. Um, Please do tap in. Follow me. My like main vein is Instagram. Instagram at Lady Oflow. So that's L-A-D-Y-O-F-L-O. You can also follow my Twitter at Lady Oflow. Um, and then for all like more music related social media things, it's Oflow Music. So like that's Facebook, Oflow Music. My SoundCloud is Oflow Music. Uh, my website is oflowmusic.com. Um, so yeah, or just Google Oflow. Period. Um, everything really is just there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, do it now. Oh, thank you so much, David. You're so sweet, too. Of and course. I'm just honored to have been able to, to have a conversation with you today. Yes, I'm glad that I'm Bree connected. A shout out to Bree. You're amazing, man. Yes, You're thank you, Bree. Mm-hmm. And I will always do anything for her. But I'm really glad that she connected us and she and she sent the information over. Because I cause let me tell you something, and I'll, I'll say it on record. I don't even like accepting, like, pitches at all like for <laughs> interviews at all because it's like that you always yeah. find it that the artist is not well branded and it's and it's not a it's not a put down and so like that but there there are people that are truly serious about their art and mm-hmm. that's what I love 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 so much to focus on like the ones that are really about that yeah. are about it that have been have been a dreamer since they were a kid and that have lived it breathed it manifested the other ones, I love you all in your efforts, but we cannot collaborate. <laughs> I'm sorry, but don't send me an email because the chances are I'm not going to look at it. Shade, but yes, but no shade. Um, I, 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 I can't with myself, but no, it was... <laughs> It, this this was really good, and I need for everybody, like I said, please follow Oflo on all her social media. Stream and download. Please stream and download, because every stream and download counts. It does. It does. Everything counts. 
It is if you don't like it, I'm not going to force it on you, but at least try it once. <laughs> no, 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 no. The chances are you guys are going to like it. So I'm going to force it on you to be the boss that I'm, that I am telling you, download, stream, offload music. No, it's great. It's great. You would thank me later. And that's on a period and exclamation point. As I slap you guys. Listen to this man. <laughs> Listen to this man. He knows. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to On Air with David Dwayne. Yes, what an amazing show it was tonight. So shout out to Brandy Evans, shout out to Jonathan Adams, and shout out to O'Flo, and shout out to their amazing team for reaching out to us. Even though I said uh, I don't like people sending me pictures, but I only do pictures for the professional ones and everything else. But it was an amazing show, and uh, I am so grateful for you all tuning in. Thanks so much. Uh, every Wednesday, 10 to 12 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, um, yeah, make sure you follow me at David Dwayne, at MFWE Radio, and at On Air with David. Yes, next week we'll be back, and the following week we'll be back, and we'll be back, and we'll be back, and we'll be back. Big things popping, so stay tuned for some uh, dope stuff on the way. All right, y'all, have a blessed one. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Fantasia, and you are now tuned with my baby, D. What's up? This is Aubrey O'Day, and you're now tuned in with D. Hey, what's up? This is Anthony Hamilton, and you're checking out my man, David Dwayne. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Bobby V, and you already know you locked in with D. Bobby V, D, it's only right. Let's go.